0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to RWV Live. I'm Chesley, and I'm here with Pastor Mary Jane Pigeon, and we're so glad that you're joining us. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So whether you're watching live on Thursday at noon today or uh, watching at bedtime or when you wake up in the morning, (laughs) just know that when you receive God's Word, you are developing your faith. We've been enjoying uh, learning about the book of Judges, and uh, the story of Deborah, so we're going to get into that some more today. Last week, just to recap a little bit, we talked about how uh, the Israelites had done evil in the sight of the Lord, and He had given them over to the hands of King Jabin, and we just wanted to know how did that happen? What had they done? And researching a little bit into what that evil was, was really just... Um, toiling for their daily existence, full of labors and annoyances. And so I was just thinking, how often do we get annoyed with our labors mm-hmm. trying to do things on our own when God is just waiting for us to ask for his That's help? True. He is just waiting for us to call on him. So thank God for Deborah. She was a leader in Israel and she called on Barak and together they did something really great and we're gonna get into that Amen. today. Amen, <laughs> they did, yes. you recapped
1: that really well. <laughs> thank you, well welcome everybody. We're glad to be here again. Jesse and I have enjoyed these times. Yes. And we <laughs> enjoy uh, knowing that you tune in too. So whether it's like she said, night, morning, mm-hmm. afternoon, whatever time you're watching this. so. Uh, we're we're just glad you're here. Yes, Amen. Bless you. <laughs> and um, uh, l- like Chesley had just finished saying that that we looked at why. How Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. What was it that they because they, they, they do this over and over right, and over again, right. you know, and so we do this over and over and over again. How mm-hmm. many times do you catch yourself, Chesley, mm-hmm. and think, "Man, I haven't even asked the Holy Spirit right. about this. I've just worried over it." Yeah, and you know, uh, just saying that reminds me of a story of a lady, a friend of mine. She was a great seamstress, mm-hmm. and talk about the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and 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 why when Jesus paid such a high price to get him in back in our lives mm-hmm. why it it would anger the father for us not to take advantage of it right. you know not to enjoy his presence in our life but this lady was a seamstress and so she had to make some there were some people that were uh, Aggies and they wanted this maroon suits okay. the matching suits the, the male and the female shout out to all the Aggies yeah <laughs> And she was a very good seamstress, and and this material to make these ultra suede suits was very expensive. This mm-hmm. is back in the probably the seventies, okay, and uh, very expensive. So that was a, a lot of expense. And anyway, she's making the suit. She got to the buttonholes, and when she went to put the button through, mm-hmm. it wouldn't fit. The hole oh. was too small. Yeah. And here she had all this money that yeah. they had spent on this material, you mm-hmm. know, and she just. Almost panicked mm-hmm. and she said, I' just asked the Lord to help me yeah and as she sat there and prayed in the spirit mm-hmm. and and sought the help of the Holy Ghost, he just said, Wet the fabric mm. yeah that's what I was like <laughs> what what <Yeah. laughs> wet the fabric yeah and she did and stretched it mm-hmm. and it was fine wow that's just one of those little times mm-hmm. you know when he's such a helper to us yes. and so um, we also um, saw that Deborah's name means honey bee, and she—you—you you get her name from the—the the words, the arrangement of figuratively of words. To speak and subdue, to answer and bid, to appoint and declare, and we liken that to, "I will make for him and help meet mm-hmm. for him," and that means to declare and to tell. Mm-hmm. So women were brought forth to declare and to tell. Yeah, I just love that part. Yes, me too. we do. We were born to talk, <laughs> yes. and we all like to. <laughs> and and then we looked in the, in Judges four, where Deborah dwelt under the palm tree of of Deborah. She she stayed in her assigned place. Yes, Amen. And, and um, you know, she knew where her place was. So, so many times as women, we react to things out of our emotions mm-hmm. and we bounce around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that does not speak to the men. Mm-hmm because they're more mm-hmm. business minded and straight, you know, straight minded about yeah. things. And we kind of move about with our emotions mm-hmm. and we need to really be careful with that. Yeah. Amen. If we want to be taken seriously, mm-hmm. let's put it like that. If we want to be taken seriously, we need to learn to trust the Lord with our emotional side mm-hmm. and bring it under wraps and, and keep it disciplined, yeah. you know? Amen. Yes. <laughs> Talking to myself too. Yes. And so she dwelt under her palm tree in a high place, and um, the palm tree is a symbol of constancy, uprightness, and patience, and victory and prosperity. Mm. The high place is Rama and Bethel means the house of God. And we're just drawing this out of Judges chapter four here, and that's in verse four and and uh, five. Mm-hmm. That um, notice that the people, it says the people came up to her in verse five. Mm-hmm. It you. Hopefully you have your Bible with you in Judges chapter four, verse five. The people came up to her. So there was Deborah, a mm-hmm. woman of God, um, a judge in Israel. So she was highly respected, but mm-hmm. she dwelt on a high place. She, yeah. st- she had high, high standards, standards yeah, and she kept them and she was um, uh, secure. I mean, she was um, straightforward. Uh, how did I have that put in the uh, steadfast and immovable? hmm. The, which we're called to in the New Testament to be steadfast and immovable, a gent, a meek and quiet spirit, yeah, steadfast and immovable. And so, because of that, then then Barack is able to trust her right. and trust her judgment. And so, I just encourage us as women to be steadfast and immovable. Yes, Amen. and the
0: the interesting thing about that, like taking that type of position, is it's it's even though you might be. In a leadership role, a person that's steadfast and immovable is confident and you know comfortable with their own position. They're not trying to you know um, overcome someone else or, right. or beat someone else, and so they bring others up also. And but if we have the attitude of um, I just want to be on top, right, then you can't right. bring anybody up with you. Right. You're all about yourself. <laughs>
1: Right. And as a woman, if you're out in the workforce, mm-hmm. in the corporate workforce, uh, so many times it's like one upmanship out there trying to beat the right. man at his own at right. his own deal. And mm-hmm. so uh, we need to be careful with that, ladies. So we've got to get rid of that attitude. Anything mm-hmm. you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Right.
0: Because if we can do something well, we also want. Others to learn
1: to, to do, do well. well also. And we want to respect their giftings. And right. how, That's the one thing was to, and this is what we'll see Deborah doing. She sent and called. It says in verse six, she sent and called for Barak, mm-hmm. the son of Abinadab of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, hath not the Lord of, God of Israel commanded, saying, go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with the 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulun. So she, she's um, challenging him, mm-hmm. and she's got the word of the Lord, uh, a word fitly spoken for him mm-hmm. at this time, and God breathes on that. But he can trust her. Right. Because she's not one up in him. Right. And I always like to say the thing about this story is that Deborah could have taken the troops herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she was, was highly respected. She was. Um, Uh, dwelt on a high plane. The people came to her for a counsel and advice, Mm -hmm. and so she was, um, she could have done it herself, but she waited on the Lord. She was steadfast and immovable mm-hmm. and waiting for to hear the voice of the Lord mm-hmm. and waiting for what he had to say. And so that's what we want to do. We want to be in in the helps ministry in the helpership role. We want to be a help to the Lord. Right. We want to be a vessel for the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, amen. And help people find their destinies. And she said, um, the Lord has said, I will draw unto thee, to the, I will draw the, unto thee the, to the river of Kishon. And you know what I found out, Chesley, was Kishon means mm-hmm. um, to bend or to um, set a trap. Oh wow! And when we get into the battle, we're going to see that's exactly what God was doing. <laughs> and I, I just encourage you as as we're listening to this, as we're going through this, to realize that this was their battle against Jabin and Sisera Cisra. So his name is keeping all these Hebrew names right; it's <laughs> a challenge. Yes, but this is this is. Um, uh, their battle, but you may have a, what kind of battle are you in? What kind mm-hmm. of battle do you have? Mm-hmm. And to see that God took the very strength of their enemy mm-hmm. and turned it into their, his weakness. Yeah. He weakened the enemy in mm-hmm. his very strength. So the enemy here has 900 chariots of iron yeah. and Israel doesn't have anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but we're seeing in, the, in this that Deborah and Barak the male and the female image of yes. the godhead coming together and working together as god assigned them mm-hmm. and fulfilling their own destinies make up the winner right Isn't that need the victory yeah. yeah the victory comes from the principles of god yes. and obeying them mm-hmm. and getting in alignment with them mm-hmm. you're going you can always win a victory That scripture, he always leads us in his triumph in Christ Mm -hmm. and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of God in every place. The knowledge of God is a sweet aroma Mm -hmm. to the Lord. In the Old Testament, they used to put an offering on the fire when Mm -hmm. it had incense on it. It would come up before God and a sweet aroma. But when we have a knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. it's a sweet aroma to him when we operate out of the knowledge of God. In fact, I was just thinking... When we finish with Deborah, I mm-hmm. want to get into the authority of the believer. Yes. And Esther plays a big. Could, yes. that's, there's a story in Esther chapter five that can play a big part in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. I've been <laughs> investigating that lately. Is awesome. our our authority in the church in Christ? The anointing yeah. has an authority in the earth, and we need to um, exercise it more. Amen. So he said, "I will draw unto the to the river. I will draw the to the river Kishon. Caesarea, the captain of Je- Jabin's army." with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into your hand. Now, as we go through this and we see the word hand, remember, this is the same word. Hand is not always this way, but in this chapter, mm-hmm. the word hand has to do with the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So we're reading a real story in in real time in the Old Testament right, right. years ago, but I'm trying to apply it now to my life today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. My battle might not be against Jabin and Sisra, right. mm-hmm. but my battle may be something else. Mm-hmm. It may be a health and healing problem, maybe a financial problem, maybe mm-hmm. children problem, maybe right. relationship problems. But um, I want to I see how these things fit to me. So mm-hmm. when you see the word hand, I will draw him into your hand. He's literally saying, I will draw him to the things you're saying. Yeah, that that's how we can defeat yeah, He's it's saying. through the words of our mouth. Right, right. And we have to keep saying them. And sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's working at all, mm-hmm. but you just keep on keeping on because right. that word, if it's the word of God and 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 I've been known to go back to the Lord and say, hey, mm-hmm. what saith Thee about this Lord? Yeah, because I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing, but it doesn't seem to be working. What is it? I don't know. hmm. But so many times we back off and blame God and say mm-hmm. he's, he didn't want <laughs> us to have it. or it's We take on a traditional religious role about it mm-hmm. instead of um, pressing in. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to press in and find out a real Holy Spirit answer to the problem. Yeah, amen. And let, and let God help you. So the word hand, that shows us that for us it's going to have a lot to do with the, what we have. So he will deliver him into the promise, the covenant promise that you are standing on and speaking forth, God will deliver the battle into that. Wow. And so he says um, in verse eight of chapter four, and Barak said unto her, if thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And we've discussed earlier because we've been through here a little bit that I used to think that Barack was a sissy. (laughs) And you you thought he was a wise man. You were smart. You you got it right off. But after I studied a little bit, I realized he was a very wise man. Mm -hmm. He recognized the help the Lord had sent him and he drew from that. Yes. But what helped him be able to do that was that she was steadfast and immovable, you know. And she said in her high place mm-hmm. and she had right words coming right. out of her mouth. She wasn't trying to take his place. Right.
0: She wanted him to, to help fulfill, him. Right. Yeah. She wanted him to fulfill his call to get this victory for all of Israel. Like right. for the Israelites, yeah. And he didn't have to be fearful that like he couldn't trust that she wasn't going to interfere with
1: his part. Right. He so wasn't challenged. Good. He wasn't, it mm-hmm. wasn't a co- competition. Right. It was a completion between yes. the two of them working together. And that's what I think is so beautiful about this story. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, uh, and she said in verse nine, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And uh, I think that woman, of course, will turn out to be Jael that mm-hmm. puts the tent peg through, his, through Sisera's head. But right. Uh, I see that as the the woman is a picture of the body of Christ mm-hmm. in relation to the the Lord. Yeah. You know, he's the he's the king the and we're the queen. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. He's the uh, the husband and we're the wife. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact that Deborah and Barak came together mm-hmm. makes up the body of Christ. Right. So male victory, and female coming together. And the victory belongs to the to church. The, yeah. We have the victory. Right. Yeah. So I see. That, I see. That's the woman. That it's a prophetic word to the future. Mm-hmm. That 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 woman would be the church, and and uh, you know the thing we need to realize is that there are n- New Testament principles hidden in these stories, mm-hmm. and so that's what we want to find out so they can apply to us today. And so um, Barak called the the other tribes in and. And then it says in verse 11, Heber, the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent into the plain of Zenam, which is by Kadesh. And I only read that because to know that this tribe sits right on the border mm-hmm. of Israel. Mm-hmm. So it's they're not really Israelis, mm-hmm. but they're not, sisra's group yeah. either yeah they kind of just standing out there kind like a little middle neutral middle. yeah rebellious doing their own thing kind of thing like gypsies yeah like a gypsy <laughs> yeah. yeah they're they're their own they're their own masters mm-hmm. and uh they showed it says in the king james it doesn't say that in the Amplified, mm-hmm. but they said they showed sisra that barak the son of obinium was gone up to mount tabor and Sisra gathered together all his chariots, even 900 chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him from Harosheth Her- of the Gentiles unto the river of Kishon. Now remember this river of Kishon. Uh, Kishon means to bend or to set a trap or to ensnare. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see how, how the Lord does that. In verse 14, Deborah said to Barak, Now see, here's, here's where he, he wanted her with him Mm -hmm. because she said up for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into thine hand is not the Lord gone out before thee. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 of the men went with him. And, uh, so her timing, and that's another thing that we can learn in spiritual things Mm -hmm. is that you may have, for instance, um, you, you may have the Word of the Lord mm-hmm. and know that God told you that,
0: yeah
1: and and Mike might not receive that right away, mm-hmm. but what happens is the timing of the Lord comes when he gets it right. along with you, mm-hmm. so many times we think, well, they just don't understand they don't they're not <laughs> spiritual like I am, I got it from the Lord, and I think when we're younger in the things of the spirit, we mm-hmm. tend to think that way, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> But I discovered yeah. that there's a timing to mm-hmm. the things of God and you can um, you you need to be in on that timing it may be a right word but mm-hmm. it may be might not be time to move that's on that so word good. yeah and so we need to be careful with that well he knew when she she said that's why he wanted her with him what was it it said here the um, uh, when he said i I do not unless you go verse eight mm-hmm. if thou will go with me then I will go if thou will not go with me then I no. will not go." The Septuagint says adds the to the end of that for I do not know the day when the Lord would prosper the angel with me meaning he depended upon her
0: wow.
1: uh, her uh, her being able to hear from the Lord her contact with God he wow. trusted that yeah. He had watched her wisdom through the years, mm-hmm. and he trusted that so and good. her contact with God. So he de- de- that's why he wanted her with him to get, mm-hmm. for the timing. And she says in verse fourteen, "Up for this is the day." Mm-hmm. And then in verse fifteen, the Lord discomfited Sisra and all his chariots and all of his host, and the with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that Sisra got down out of his chariot and and ran. <laughs> The word discomforted is an old fashioned word, but it means to confuse and terrify. Yeah. So the Lord is working with them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because He got the two coming together, right. the, the full image of God in mm-hmm. male and female mm-hmm. coming together and working together in their rightful mm-hmm. places. So He had a proper avenue for His power to flow. You know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says, uh, whatever you bind on earth shall, well, it literally says, shall have been bound in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven and looking up that word bind mm-hmm. it means to knit or tie into mm. and i used to to look at that and just say it was simply about binding devils mm-hmm. you know and it does include that right but if it, if whatever you knit and tie into in the mm-hmm. earth the mm-hmm. lord says i'll knit and tie into from heaven wow so for me to knit and tie into it, I need to be in order. Mm-hmm. I need to have a knowledge of yeah. God. And so uh, he knitted and tied into their battle here. Amen. And I'm telling you, you're gonna see he moved heaven and earth. He moved heavens so that rain came at a particular time, mm-hmm. flooded the Kishon River. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sisera had all these 900 iron chariots. Right. <laughs> And they, they, I think I read one, one place that there was three people per chariot. Wow. So there's 2,700 soldiers right there and mm-hmm. the, without the foot soldiers. Right, right. But he, his plan was to trap Israel in the valley, mm-hmm. you know, to come down and trap them in the valley mm-hmm. by that river. Right. And so when the rains came and flooded, mm-hmm. it flooded the valley, it flooded the river, and the river flooded the valley. And here, yeah. iron chariots bogged in the mud. Mm-hmm. And so they all ran off. We'll just kind of go through this. They all ran off and Sisra jumped down out of the chariot and he ran off. And now we're going to see on down that he came into, um, let me see what I was going to read here. I had something here that I wanted to, Oops, there it is. It's getting good. The The direct inference, <laughs> interference of the Lord through terrible natural phenomena. Of course, it's, talking about snowing in Houston right. <laughs> next week. And I'm like, that's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I've been in Houston all my life. It's so I, I can count on one hand the times it snowed right. in the, all that time. Mm-hmm. But um, And he said, presently, the war chariots were thrown into confusion and instead of being a help, became a source of danger. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine an iron chariot sinking in the right. mud mm-hmm. and you're trying to carry on a battle? <laughs> so that's how... Um, That's how they're going to end up winning this battle is that. So Sisera now fled on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Eber, the Kenite. So this is his little tribe right off to the side of Israel on the border, on the border there. And Jael goes out to meet him in verse 18 and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. When he had turned in unto her, under the tent, she covered him with a blan- with a mantle mm-hmm. or with a blanket. Mm-hmm. And um, her name, I think, means like a wild goat.
0: Yeah, we saw that a Something couple weeks like ago.
1: <laughs> anyway, I just think it's interesting. Uh, what we see in this next few verses is that, and I've read this other places,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes when... When God gets involved in your battle, Mm -hmm. he will turn your enemy over to someone that can get by with things that you couldn't get by with as far as tending to them. Mm -hmm. We're called to pray for our enemies and bless those who despitefully use us. Mm -hmm. And yet he will turn. Let me see. I wanted to read. I didn't put this on the on the slides, but. In uh, Joshua chapter 11:20, mm-hmm. it said, "This is a really neat scripture for today's world mm-hmm. uh, for the day that we live in." And um, Joshua says he was fighting these battles, and then they went long, mm-hmm. and it said, "For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts, the enemies against Joshua, to harden their hearts, that they should come against Israel in battle." That he might destroy them utterly and they might have no favor, but they might be destroyed. Wow. So God will harden the enemy's heart. Mm -hmm. See, we're covenant children of his. Right. And covenant is serious business with mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. He has a mind of covenant and he has a heart of covenant. Mm-hmm. And that's a strong contract. You can't get some fancy lawyer to break it for you. Yeah. If the covenant is broken, they come after you and kill you. <laughs> I mean, the other partner. right? The, and they have a right to do that because you don't break covenant mm-hmm. and, and from where the covenant is. Uh, attitude comes from. Mm-hmm. You don't break covenant. God is covenant minded. Amen. That helps me so many times when maybe I want, i go to pray and I don't feel like I've been the best I could have been lately. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just yelled at something or got yeah. upset about something mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, and yet I know because of covenant promises wow. is not based on how I feel.
0: Yeah.
1: It's based so on his promise. Mm hmm. And, and so he's covenant minded. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is he's sitting there watching, but he can't get involved until they come against his covenant children. And that gives him permission to go in and take care of business Mm. because in a covenant, Everything I have is yours and everything you have is mm-hmm, mine. Mm-hmm. And my strengths become your strengths and your stre- your weaknesses become, I, I take, I swallow up your weaknesses, yeah. you swallow up mine. That's mm-hmm. a covenant, mm-hmm. you know, that's a helpership role, actually. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of like if someone were picking on your child, yeah. you would pray over that and you would cover them in the blood and you would, mm-hmm. you know, speak life to your child and pray over that other child. but. If they were to physically attack them, right, you would defend physically to another mode. You're a your child. <laughs> yeah so
1: that's God true. will do that for us. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I think it's interesting that when the enemy, I mean in today's world, people are coming against Christianity, coming mm-hmm. against uh, us mm-hmm. for even wanting to preach the Bible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and that's just going to last so long and then yeah. God's going to get he's going to have had it yes. because we are his covenant children. Mm-hmm. And we need to, um, we need to put confidence in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We really need to put confidence in that you have mm-hmm. an authority in Christ. We're raised up and seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. And, and we need to put confidence in our father mm-hmm. and his covenant mindset. Yeah. Amen. Good. Yes. So, um, sometimes he, even today's world, I'm like, Lord, how long? How long, oh Lord, is this, is this are the, Is there going to be an antichrist spirit coming mm-hmm. against the church like that? How long? Well, we have to push back on that, mm-hmm. and we do it where into mm-hmm. our hand mm-hmm. with the hand of the tongue. We we push back through prayer and through taking authority over yes. uh, things in the atmosphere and push back on the devil. Yes, we're not pushing back people, but we're right. pushing back on the devil mm-hmm. from using people, from using the people. That's mm-hmm. right. And so, um, anyway, let's get to, let's, I'm not, is that? We're
0: counting down. Oh, <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, so J. L. and she she goes out and she says to Sisra, "Come on in here, and I'll take care of you." And Mm -hmm. so he says, "Can I have something to drink?" Mm -hmm. And he wanted some water, right? But she gives him hot milk, right? (laughs) Puts him right to sleep. (laughs) Yes, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Uh, For I'm thirsty. She opened a bottle of milk and gave it to him, and covered him with a blanket and made (laughs) him all comfy. Right. And he's tired from the battle, so (laughs) she's she's got him there. And uh, he says, "Stand at the door." Of the tent, and it shall be if any man does come and inquire, say, Is there any man here? and they shall say, No. Then Jael, Abair's wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temple and fastened it to the ground. Ooh, doggy. Yeah. <laughs> and it says later that Barak came in pursuing him and he walked in and moved the blanket back and looked and he could hardly stand to look at it. Yeah. But I'm saying the Israelites wouldn't have been allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. But God uses he will use A wild goat. S- no. <laughs> a wild goat. He will use someone that's consci their conscience doesn't bother them to do something like that. Right. And God doesn't want you doing something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, it's a dangerous thing to be turned over to the living God. Mm-hmm. Although he is merciful mm-hmm. when it comes to that time, though. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're turned over to your enemies, they, they can get by with things that you can't mm-hmm. You can honestly do. Right. You don't have permission. And he doesn't want you to experience that kind of behavior. hmm because the trauma <laughs> i've seen through the years that once you break a boundary mm-hmm. it's easier to break it over and over yeah. and over again it gets worse you mm-hmm. sink deeper and deeper that's where we're that's where we are with humanity today mm-hmm. they've broken all the boundaries amen <laughs> is that the fire department coming <laughs> they've broken all the boundaries and they keep sinking deeper and deeper and deeper in the mm-hmm. muck and the mire and the sin yeah. and we're out of time <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to get to the mother in Israel. Amen. <laughs> Let me just say quickly we'll go into it next week, but when Deborah when they win the war and they come out and they're singing the song in verse chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Uh she she talks about being a mother in Israel and we will we will go through these verses in the day verses 6 and 7 in the days of Shamgar the son of Anath and in the days of Jael. The highways were unoccupied. The travelers worked through uh, crooked ways and the villages ceased, but that literally means chieftains and warriors. Mm-hmm. So, anywhere, leadership went weak when there's no, which is the day we live in right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Leadership is weak. Yeah. And so, um, we're going to see that that Deborah says, "Till I rose, mm-hmm. um, I rose a mother in Israel." Mm-hmm. So, ladies, leadership mm-hmm. is dependent upon mm-hmm. us fulfilling our part. Yes. That's why we were brought forth to declare and to tell, mm-hmm. to be a helpmeet, to come up under and suker the headship. Amen. And Amen. that doesn't mean you can't be in a headship position. Sometimes it just means I I I think that we learn these principles in the home and family unit Amen. and we take them out to the rest of the world. Yes. And it, and when you learn it as a woman, if you're doing right in your home, then you can be a headship somewhere out there.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, I just have to say thank you for oh. <laughs> being that to us, you know, to oh. me and to all of you out there. I mean, it, I, when you were talking at the very beginning about how you had been investigating what we were gonna be doing next, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I'm just so grateful that You investigate because we're (laughs) learning to investigate too, but it's nice to have someone to teach you those things. Yeah, how to do that, I guess, isn't
1: (laughs) it? I'm glad I'm so curious. (laughs) Yes. God is good. I I like to call it investigative. Well, in the prayer room on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. we call it investigative intercession. Amen. Yeah, they have investigative reporters. Mm -hmm. We have investigative (laughs) intercessors. That's good. Investigate what's the. You know, when you're praying for somebody, is there an obstacle in the way Mm that's stopping your power from healing and and delivering? Mm -hmm. Show us what that is. Right, right. That's a good way to pray. Amen. But at any rate, Deborah is a a great uh, uh, role model, and we will look at her and finish in Chapter 5 next week. Yes. And, um, oh, I don't think you can be here next week, can you? I won't be here next week. Okay. Well, it'll just be us and me, me (laughs) me and you. Well, thank, thank you, you all for
0: joining us today. Yes, we do. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Amen. And continue to grow in your faith by hearing the word of God. Amen. We love Amen. you. Amen. <laughs> God bless
1: you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.